0: Welcome back. Good to have you. And welcome back to all of you on the live stream. How we doing? We're back. Good stuff. Yes. yes. During the uh, the last commercial break, not during the top of the hour, but the last commercial break, I got a knock at the door. And uh, sure enough, it was FedEx. I'm really sorry we didn't get here by 8 a.m. That's okay. That's okay. You got us back. We have new equipment. We've got new chords. We got. I mean, it was like a. It, it was like a scramble during the top of the hour, but uh, got it going. So we're back. Good, 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 good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and hopefully, you hear us okay. It looks like audio is good, so I'm excited. Uh, let's do this. Uh, our buddy Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us, and uh, always good uh, to get him on the air with us.
1: Mark, how you doing, pal? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? I guess you got some new stuff delivered. Excited for
0: that. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing, is when you do the show in a studio you had built in your house, it's not like, you know, you know how it is when you have engineers down the hall and you have this parts room that you can just go scour right. from, and you don't have that. You have your equipment, and when it goes bad, you scramble. So yep. it, went bad on, no, no, exactly. it went bad on Monday morning, and in, in a couple of days, we had all new equipment delivered just a minute ago, and it was just popping out old cords, putting in new ones, and here we go. So we're off and running. I'm, well, I'm loving life now. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's uh, first and foremost talk about the Packers and the fact that they get a win. They rally to get a win. They g- knock off the Bears. There's a, a level of pride to that, and I understand all of that, but... They also kept playoff hopes alive. But you tell me what you see with this team that would make us in any way, shape, or form believers.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think if you want to take a look at the glass half full, rose colored glasses approach, you can take a step back and look at the NFC at large and say if they somehow managed to get in, they got a puncher's chance. You know, and I was actually just having this conversation. Earlier this morning, I was on a cowboy show. We sort of took stock of the NFC writ large. And yes, Philadelphia, you know, they certainly look the part. Yes, Dallas, they look the part as well. Those might be perhaps the two most complete teams in the NFC right now. But you step back and look at the NFC writ large, and it's really a lot of question marks. And I know we, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, the Minnesota Vikings this year, whether the Vikings are good or not, whether we believe or not. I still have reservations. I know they can lock down the division this week, but I still have reservations given how they play. The teams in the South, yes, somebody's going to win that division. But, you know, the only team I sort of trust is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in two-minute mode, you know, because you look at their recent wins, the Rams, Monday night against the Saints. 57 minutes of those games, that offense can't do anything. It's only when they sort of go into hurry-up mode and Tom Brady is running things that that offense looks competent. The West – Seattle, you've got questions about Geno Smith. He's had a fantastic year. Certainly put himself into the long term situation there, you know, but they seem to have some issues sometimes on the defensive side of the ball. Sometimes they have issues, you know, putting up the point of the need. Do you trust Geno Smith in a playoff game? So there are questions there. San Francisco looked like a complete team, but now they're looking at Brock Purdy down the stretch here. And they won't get Garoppolo back until potentially an NFC championship game. And so, you know, a glimmer of hope could be found there in that Hey, you look at the Packers right now, and yes, the record is what it is. And, you know, it's not the season that we expected. They're not the complete team we expected. They're not as good defensively as we thought they were going to be. But all of the teams in the NFC, Bill, have huge questions, except for maybe Dallas and Philadelphia. And even they might have some questions. You look at, you know, what we've seen the past couple of weeks in the past game and finally being able to create some explosive plays and and finally being able to do some things offensively that could get you a couple of wins. And so I think the glimmer of hope, the glass half full approach is, hey, if they get in, they got a shot. But the bigger question is, can they manage to get in? Because the the odds are against it.
0: So, okay, let's let's start off with uh, their next foe, which is the Rams. The Rams pick up Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield any kind of a threat at this point, or is he just a guy trying to hang on to a job?
1: No, I mean, he's just a guy trying to hang on to a job. And the, the Rams are in a situation where, you know, the Stafford injury, now we're hearing this week, sort of a bruised spinal column. He's had a concussion earlier this year. You wonder how much longer Stafford's going to play. I mean, does the Stafford come back next year? There were sort of rumblings about the Rams. After winning their Super Bowl, guys like Donald kicking around the retirement idea. Even Sean McVay was kicking around the, entire, the retirement idea. You know, is this a situation where they're just going to tear that thing down? I mean, we know they sort of mortgaged the future, mortgaged draft picks and things like that to get that Super Bowl when, credit to them, they pulled it off. But when you look at what's happening now, it might be a situation where if, you know, Stafford retires, you know, it's an opportunity to take a look at Baker Mayfield, but I don't think he's any sort of threat. You know, he might start this Thursday night. They were, like, sending him the playbook so we could read him on the flight. But we've seen what Baker Mayfield is over the past – you know, a couple of weeks of the season, you know, he lost his job in Carolina, he lost his job in Cleveland. Like you said, I think he's just a guy sort of trying to hang on to a job. And so the Rams big picture, they're not going anywhere right now. And so with green Bay having this by, and you look ahead to the Rams game, it's hard to think that that game is going to be a real problem.
0: Uh, I wanted to ask you also about now we're talking here about Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, former interim head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers announced that he's going to be leaving Wisconsin. He originally interviewed for the job and was, I guess, was offered the job in Green Bay before they had decided on Joe Barry. There's been a lot of consternation about this Packers defense being good last year and then this year not good. So my question is. Is, uh, give me your thoughts on a defensive coordinator who played in the NFL and understands the NFL, jumping as a defensive coordinator from the college ranks to the professional ranks to the likelihood of success.
1: Everybody that I talk to, I have a lot of friends, Bill, that are coaches on the defensive side of the ball at the college and high school level who I talk with all the time. And then the name that they bring up, you know, the person that they bring up, the person that they want to study, that they want to sit down and talk with, is Jim Leonard. You know, that's the name I heard over and over and over again over the past couple of years. The respect that, you know, coaches at the high school and lower college level have, for what he does on the defensive side of the ball, you know, everybody tells me, look, look, if you want to read a defensive playbook right now, read his, because it's fantastic. You know, his, his approach to defensive football, his approach to what offenses are trying to do and his understanding of what offenses are trying to do both in the pass and the run game and how to best combat those is, you know, sort of... Early saving. That's the, the phrase that I hear a lot. It's, you know, it, it, this is like hearing Nick Saban back when he was at Michigan State. And so I think with the way this game is trending, with the way that we're seeing schemes on both sides of the ball work their way up from the college and even high school ranks to the NFL, he would be a huge home run higher in my mind. You look at what he does conceptually on defense, you look at the ways he uses split safety coverages, which we know are sort of all the rage right now. The way he can sort of dial up pressure and simulated pressure and to create opportunities to get free runners at the quarterback, what he does on the defensive side of the ball, I think is an ideal fit for today's NFL, especially if you, and I've seen Packers fans talk about this, have frustration with sort of static, basic, conservative-type defensive play calls. If you want more forward thinking, if you want more of a – sort of moderate approach to defensive football, Jim Leonard is your guy. And so I think it would be a home run higher in my mind.
0: Uh, let's re- move around the rest of the NFL. I want to talk about, uh, that. you talk about the Cowboys, and I know that there's some questions about OBJ. They kind of hesitated on bringing him in because they're not quite sure that knee is ready to go as of yet. Give me your thoughts. If they get him and if they don't get him, are they a true contender for a Super Bowl? Because I still think their biggest Achilles heel, while their proponent is Dak Prescott, I think their Achilles heel is Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're an interesting team in that they're not getting a ton of production from the wide receiver position. I mean, you look at whether it's just pure receptions or, you know, expected points added per reception by wide receivers. They're like in the 20th to the 25th rank in, in the NFL in most of those receiver categories. They need help at the receiver position. It's something that people thought was going to be a problem for them even before they traded away Amari Cooper. And so would Odell help? Yes, if he's healthy. because. You know, frankly, it's not great right now at the wide receiver position. Steve Lamb is a very nice talent, but the production just hasn't been there. Their production in the past game has really sort of run through the tight end group. They're ace in the NFL in receptions from tight ends league-wide. You know, the running back room, Tony Pollard, they've got some, you know, production out of the running back room in the passing game, but the receiving component to their past game is lacking right now. So Odell, if he's healthy, would certainly help. You know, the Prescott situation is interesting because – You know, there are things that he does extremely well pre snap identification of coverage and potential blitzes, moves well. He had the touchdown against the Colts, rolling out to his right, making a throw on the move to Gallup. So there are things that he does well, but, you know, a lot of people share your concern that, yes, he's a very good quarterback, but you need, you know, an elite type of quarterback to win games down the stretch to win playoff games and there are some that believe the look he's not that kind of guy and that could be the thing that holds them back they run the ball extremely well one of the best run games in the entire nfl they're one of the best defenses in the entire nfl and so they might be built to make a run in this year's nfl because they can keep scoring down they can get pressure for. And it won't be a situation where Prescott has to win them the game. But if they get into a playoff game where Prescott has to win it with his arm, there might be a problem
0: talking with Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us uh, on the hotline. Go go to the rest of the teams in the NFC. You talked a little bit about, we talked a little bit about the Cowboys. You've got San Francisco, one of the best defenses, but now they've got a question mark at quarterback. Philadelphia, uh, they seem to at least solidify their run defense, which was really, I guess, their Achilles heel. And then this past week, Derrick Henry only gets 30 yards. Uh, you still have some powerhouses in the NFC. AFC-wise, your offensive leaders are Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati's near the top, Miami's near the top. Give me some of the thoughts on some of these teams as we start to head down the stretch and they really start to jockey for position when it comes to playoff opportunities
1: yeah i mean i i think in the nfc you look at the eagles what i like about the eagles is they've shown over the past couple of weeks that they can win different ways right it was a couple of weeks ago the packers they ran the ball right packers were struggling to stop the run they ran the ball extremely well had a fantastic game on the ground then you go a following week you'll go, go up against tennessee a defense which has stopped the run pretty well but it's had some struggle stuff in the past and they threw it really well and so i always like when a team shows you that they've got multiple ways to win a game as you said they sort of solidified that run defense perhaps to get jordan davis back which i think is going to be huge and so i think the eagles are one of the good teams in the nfc and somebody that's certainly in a position to make a run minnesota you know Again, we sort of pulled our hair out with the Vikings this year because one week they look great, then they get blown out by Dallas, and they come back and they look good again. They've got two straight wins against AFC East teams. You know, I, I'm still sort of in that wait and see mode, and I know that's strange to say here, you know, early in December on a team, but I, I just can't really talk myself in myself into the Vikings. You know, flipping to the AFC side, Buffalo. You know, they're back atop the AFC East thanks to what happened this week in Kansas City. Yes, they just lost to Cincinnati, but. I think they're still a very good team on both sides of the ball. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey doesn't have that fumble. They're probably in a position to put that game away. I think you do have to give some credit to Cincinnati, the way they've turned around. and went back and looked at their offense this week, and you remember all the hand-wringing about, you know, they can't figure out two deep coverages. They can't figure out what they're doing on offense. Since then, say week five, after their first five games, they started two and three. They've been one of the best teams against too high. Burrow's been one of the best quarterbacks against two high. You saw that again on Sunday. You know, Kansas City threw, I think it was just, he had six passive attempts against two high coverages. He was six for six on those. And so they've figured that piece out. So I think the Bengals are certainly a team to watch. The Ravens are interested because, you know, both those teams are eight and four, but now you've got a Lamar injury week to week with a PCL strain, PCL sprain. So that's going to be something to watch. And so, you know, I think the AFC may have shifted a little bit. Whereas, you know, a couple weeks ago you had the Dolphins in the mix. Now maybe Buffalo has sort of figured some things out. But, you know, we've still got a lot of football left to be played. And it's still hard to say that, yes, this is by and large the best team in the league, whether it's the AFC or the NFC.
0: Talking with Mark Schofield, Aspie Nation, joining us on the highlight. You can find him on Twitter, at Mark Schofield. Before I let you go, I want to go back to the Packers. Um, a lot of talk about next year, setting things up, whether or not Rodgers would or would not acquiesce to having Jordan Love plays, open to conversations, and this and that. The Packers know what they have in Jordan Love behind closed doors. I think they really believe that. I think it was a really good comment by Brian Gutekinds the other day who said, we know what he can do, we just need to see if he can win. And now there's a big difference because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks that can really decipher defenses and play well, but can they win in big moments? Do you need to see Jordan Love play a full game or two with, you know, full prep time and such to say whether or not you would extend him and you would say, yeah, this is the guy or for other teams to see him and go, hey, we'd like to trade for that guy. Do you have to see him or do you just go? Everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but there are some people that believed him in, including the Packers, that thought he was pretty good. He's had four years in the system behind Aaron Rodgers. He's worth a gamble. Do you have to see him play, or do you just take it on blind faith?
1: No, I think you kind of have to see it. And I think the comments, you know, you know what he can do, but you don't know if he can win. It speaks to everything that goes into playing the quarterback position. It's not just a snap to whistle. You know, it's a position where what you do during the week matters. How you prepare for an NFL start matters how you absorb the game plan, the scripted 15, and you're ready to go once that ball is put into play for the first time. All of that stuff matters. And so, you know, if you're the Packers, you want to see what he looks like, you know, going into a a start, start starting a game, then going into a second one, maybe the last two games of the season, depending on how things shake out over the next couple of weeks. If you're another NFL team, you want to see that too, because yes, you know, you've got advanced scouts, you've seen them, you probably scouted them for the draft. So you know what the traits are, but you want to see them in action over the course of an actual week of build up for a game and then perhaps a second week of build up for a game. And so I think both for the Packers themselves and for other teams that might be interested in acquiring him, you'd like to see him get some starts before this year's over.
0: Good stuff as always, Mark. I certainly appreciate it. And we'll talk again next week, man. Okay. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic week. Absolutely, you too. There you go. That's our buddy Mark Schofield from SB Nation joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. they got a lot going on. They have got uh, specialty drinks for the season. They got uh, sports on the tubes. They got music and karaoke and all that kind of stuff going on. They've got the meat ramples, charity events and the home of the pig porkers. So check out Ryan and the staff over there. They're always doing something really cool. Check out our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. Always good stuff going on over there. Always, always something happening. They're, they're always fun people good people over there stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show it's coming up right after this covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin
2: sports zone radio network
0: tonight Tonight, 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 we are going to be at uh, Angry Brothers Pub. We're going to be down in Racine. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle, and it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Looking forward to it tonight, Mike Clemens is going to be joining me live and in person. So if you're heading out to the Racine area tonight, you're going to be doing a little maybe Christmas shopping, nogging, whatever it happens to be, and you want to come by Angry Brothers Pub. Maybe grab yourself a bite to eat, listen to the program, do it. Come on down tonight. We are looking forward to it. Speaking of grabbing some beverages, noggin' it, if you will, check out our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com, and they have all kinds of good stuff. If you go there and check it out and ask for it by name in your local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores, just their ciders are fantastic. I just got to some of the ciders for the party coming up this Saturday. Looking forward to it. Uh, I don't have to work on Sunday. I'm not leaving the house. I might do a video. Pay attention. I might be a mess. Ben, you have that to look forward to on Saturday night. Just saying. Can't wait. Saying. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Could be uh, could be quite the, quite the scene. Uh, we have a new bartender this year, too. Just found out we got a new bartender coming. So not quite sure what she's capable of, but uh, it's, it's going to be a wild one. So just thought I'd throw it out there. So uh, we will have some Forgotten Fire Wine on hand. we got some hot mess of the uh, Pinot Grigio style. We've got some Merlot, uh, which is the award winner. Many different types. But check out our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Good stuff. Uh, Rick says, Bill, do you think well, Loyola is going to reach out to Leonard to gauge his interest? Um, I, You know, I don't know if he would do that while Joe Barry is still your guy, I I don't, uh, he might, you know what? He might text him and say, Hey, you know, sorry, things didn't work out. Something like that. You could see that, you know? Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I think a text of some type may happen, but I don't know necessarily that it's, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I I, I don't think it's a necessity, but some type of text may go out. Absolutely. Oh, I I could foresee that. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout.
2: A big roadblock here in theory is whether other college programs reach out. Because the NFL season obviously goes until January or February or whenever they make a change. Jim Leonard could end up getting a job. After the bowl game, or frankly before the bowl game, if someone reaches out with a head coaching job,
0: yeah, that now see that's uh, that that I agree with because there's already people talking about. Well, would he go to the Purdue Boilermakers? Would he go to another direction? If indeed uh, you know that they chose to to do that, I who knows? Uh, I'm going to assume that there's going to be other programs that are going to reach out and say, "Hey, we need a defensive coordinator here. Will you come and do this?" So. We shall see, but I, if he, it, it, put it this way, he's made his money. You know, you always want more money, but he's made his money. It's not like he has to do something. And if he believes that there's an opportunity coming in Green Bay to where he can stay at home, uh yeah, I would, I could see him saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bypass, um, you know that because I know the opportunity is going to hit relatively soon. In Green Bay, if that, that's the other thing, if indeed he really wants that job, which is uh, the way many of you put it. Right now, our uh, poll question, do you want to see Jim Leonard become the next defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers? 74.3% of you say yes, and we have 350 votes in, in, uh, you know, less than an hour. 25.7% of you say no, I don't want to see Jim Leonard. Um Mickey says, I don't know anything about him. Is he a disputer? Does he believe in actively getting after the uh, opposition's quarterback? Do his defensive backs press? It's about pressuring the opponent, aggressively disrupting your opponent, uh, the opposite of Joe Barry. Uh, This one's from uh, The Bro Show. Hits me up on Twitter. Says, hell yes, I do. Uh, Wayne says, ignore everything about his Wisconsin ties. The guy has Ravens pedigree. This is true. Good point. Um. Then I've got uh, Justin who says, Bill, if you or I became the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, it would be better than Joe Barry. Uh, And Bernard says, hey, let me say this, and I cannot reiterate this enough. Could it be any worse than Joe Barry? And he's more relatable from a player standpoint, having once been in the trenches himself. If he could do half of what D'Amico Ryan's doing with the 49ers, sign me up. I'll take him. Hell yes. Uh, This one's from Prudence who says, yes, my God, yes, anything's better than Joe Barry, yes. And uh, Michael M. says, my dog is a better defensive coordinator than Joe Barry. At least he can sniff the TV and point out the opponent's quarterback. Joe Barry wouldn't know it if it actually came up into the press box and punched him in the face. By the way, Joe Barry's on the sideline, so he sees quarterbacks run past him, and he just yells, get that guy. Not quite sure what he is, but he just yells, get that guy. Just so you know. There you have it. 877-867-1670. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Nick. Nick, listening to us in Eau Claire. Nick, how you doing today, man? What's up?
3: Hey, Bill. Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well today. What you thinking?
3: Well, I just want to touch base. I, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a big uh, Wisconsin sports fan, and uh, you know, I love Jim Leonard and all. But I mean, at some point, we we as fans got to wake up and see that man. We can't build these teams off of feelings. <laughs> you know, I mean. What has Jim Leonard really done in the five, four or five years he's been there? I mean, to me, I think there's better guys out there. Now, I can't say who, but I know, you know, with his experience. I don't know. I think the Packers need to look into somebody that has a little more NFL veteran experience, I would say. But, you know, I love the guy. But, yeah, I mean, we got to we gotta figure something out. Instead of the feelings part, we got to put guys on the field that can produce and play. Uh, you know, and you need a coach there that the guys want to play for which I don't know. I don't know what it's like with Jim Leonard, but, you know, he is a Wisconsin guy. I see that. But as far as, you know, we need to find talent. And granted, everybody loves the guy. We just, I feel we need to move on and just do what's best for the team. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, listen to your response. Thanks for taking nope. my call, man. I,
0: man, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um I, I agree with you. First of all, it's about the team. It's not about Jim Leonard. It's about the team. The question is, do you believe that Jim Leonard would help the team, would make the team better? And if you say yes to that, then it's a no-brainer. You know, he is he one of many or is he just the guy? I mean, obviously having the ties here in the state of Wisconsin make him uh, a candidate of likability. It makes him a candidate of uh, we're going to give you time to get this right and understanding to get this right. Okay. So all of that comes into play. Um, but no, I 100% agree. It's, it's it, to me, it's more about, can you get this right and make this a good hire? Can this guy, whoever it is, whether it's Jim Leonard or anybody else help you relate. Um, and this goes back. Ben says uh, over on the, uh, the, 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 um, Twitter feed, he says, uh, you said it earlier, can he teach? It's all about teaching and coaching and collaboration. That's my biggest question. Like I said, there's guys that come in and say, this is the way we're going to do it. This is how we're, you know, it's my way. And then there's other guys that come in and say, this is how we're going to do it, but I want your input. What works, what doesn't. And then when he begins to teach and say, hey, this is how we're going to cover. This is what I'd like to see from you. And suddenly players go, oh, okay, I get it. Is there a relatability factor there? Hell yeah. If if that guy can teach, he's that much better of a coach. And then the next big thing is, does he consistently put his players in position to be successful? Because after that, it's on the players. Is he calling the right defenses and the right schemes against what they're facing at the right time? And then in addition to that, does he put his players in position to be successful? After that, it's about the talent on the field. That's up to the general manager. That's the GM. You can only work with what you work with, but that's that's what that comes down to. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Want to hear more from you? Got a lot of people over on the Bud Light live stream. Now that we're back, it's good to be back on the live stream. We are glad to have you on board as always. Sorry for being away for such a long period of time. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, and they have got different. Days. Follow them on Facebook. Boondocks BBQ. Uh, Boondocks BBQ over there on uh, on on Facebook. And uh, when you follow them, uh, it's Boondocks BBQ in Brew. By the way, in Brew, the ampersand in Brew. But they got a lot of different things coming up. Seventy-five cent wings tonight, by the way. Starts at four o'clock this afternoon, right there on County Road K and Oconomowoc. A lot of good things happening out there, and a lot of good people that work there as well. Keep supporting local. Check them out on County Road K and Oconomowoc. Seventy-five cent wing night tonight. That's Boondocks Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews. Ready.
2: This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Good to have you. eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy Good to have everybody over on the uh, Bud Light live stream as well. As uh, finally got the equipment, got it all back up and running, so I'm I'm ecstatic about that. Um, the uh, this is from uh, this is from Jason who says, uh, "Hey, unit, I think." that hiring Luke Fickle was the death knell of the Badger football program. He's going to bring in his own guys. He's not a recruiter from the Midwest. Well, yes, he is. Uh, and he's blown out Jim Leonard. It's going to sour people on this hire. The next head coach will be more well-accepted than Luke Fickle would be. I, no, no, that's not true. I don't think so. First of all, you're, you're completely erroneous about recruiting the Midwest. He did a fantastic You know he had 45 guys from the greater Cincinnati area when he went to the Final Four last year. 45 guys he recruited local. He did fantastic in that area. He, he, he does, he's, he's a guy that he's boots on the ground. You know, I, when we had Mo Egger on last week from uh, ESPN Radio in Cincinnati, uh, and Mo had said that, you know, Tommy Tuberville, when he was there, not a, not a head coach of any high school program in the area, even saw the guy, much less knew him. Whereas Luke Fickle got there and started going out and shaking hands and bringing in high school coaches from all around the area almost immediately. One of the first things you want to do is own your state. Whatever that may be, whatever the best players in your state are, you want to keep them at home. And then after that, you get outside. That's why he says, let's go 300 miles, maybe 300 miles plus, if you include that area of Ohio. You start recruiting that area heavily. He was pulling guys out of o- Ohio State, saying, "Hey, look, do you want to go th- be there, one of many, or do you want to come here and be the guy?" And he was getting good quality players. I mean, they went to the Final Four for God's sakes, and were competitive against Alabama. It's not like they got there and it got blown out; and their asses kicked. They were. They, you can only play the teams in front of you, and they did. They won. They got to the Final Four, and then they were competitive in the Final Four last year. So I I, I don't I don't buy that. I'm not I, I don't subscribe to that philosophy of wow, there's you know he's not going to get it done. I, I just I don't buy it eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy hit us up again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Our buddy Gerard on hold, Gerard from Delaware. What's going on, man? How you doing today?
4: Hey, hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm good. Um, <laughs> that's good. that's a good thing. um look, you don't think goody has talked to Leonard already? You don't think so.
0: I, you know, I don't know if he's talked to him about the job. I don't know if they'd go that far, but I'm sure they probably said, hey, sorry it didn't work out. Uh, we want to keep you in mind. I mean, there there was probably a wink and a nod, sure.
4: Yeah, but if if he didn't talk to Leonard, is he still thinking of keeping Barry? <laughs> uh, no. You know hey, what I'm there, saying? There's, there's, there,
0: Look, I, I think everything he said the other day in his presser was basically saying, This is going to be Matt's decision. Here's the reason why. Because if he makes the decision, Matt looks like an idiot for trying to hang on to his guy. Where he's saying, this isn't my decision, we're going to support whatever Matt does. In other words, yeah, Matt's going to get rid of this guy because it's not working. Which means Matt's going to get more credibility to say, hey, I saw it wasn't working. I'm making the change on this team. So Matt takes the credit for firing Joe Barry and not upper management when Joe when he might have wanted to hang on to Joe Barry and let those rumors out there I have a feeling that's what that was
4: yeah and as far as love is concerned look I think we have to understand he's not going to be Rogers or we don't know that okay but if you put the backfield that we have you have a decent offensive line okay if we don't improve yes. the defense, they will be in the same predicament as Rodgers is. If Rogers comes back next year and we don't improve the the, the uh, defense, it's the same th- it's the same thing. So so here's what I say, you fellow Packer fans, we got to look at love this way. Look what the Giants got. They're, they got seven uh, wins, right? Look, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurst couldn't hit a Rhino in the rear end two years ago from seven yards away. If anybody seen Jalen Hurst against the four, against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that playoff game, where he was bouncing balls to receivers, you you would have thought then he couldn't be anything in the NFL. Okay, so mm-hmm. so we, you have to look at for what it is. This guy's got to play, and you're not going to know until, like you said, that he plays a couple of weeks in a row where teams get to prepare for him and you see what he's got. Look, obviously he's athletic. He's got a strong arm, and he looked in that last game like he had a very confident face on. He didn't look like a deer in the headlights. So, you know, w- look, I with the surrounding, with the young receivers that we have potentially now, and the backfield and the offensive line, why can't he succeed? Why? Why can't he right. succeed? I, I can't figure it out. Why everybody think we're not going to have, Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. It's not going to work that way. And then if you no. got to look at things at all ways. Like, how many how many Super Bowls has Rogers taken this, to? You see what I'm saying? No, I agree
0: with that. Uh, and, I, and they should know? have actually been to more. And they let the defense fail them more often than not. I 100 percent agree with that. I look at it as okay. Let's let's just say that Jordan Love, he's he, we know he's not going to be a Hall of Famer just because the luck of, and the history of that just doesn't happen. Okay, so so let's throw that out. So let's just say he's an above-average quarterback. It doesn't mean you can't go out and get a punch-you-in-the-face, kick-you-in-the-ass defense that you can win with. We haven't seen – I mean, granted, it's been Tom Brady that's been basically winning quarter, winning quarter Super Bowls over the last couple of decades because he's got seven of them and he's been there more often than not. But you can still win with a more-than-serviceable quarterback – and a really good defense. Last year, look, the, the the reason they won that game last year was because Joe Burrow may be on his way to a Hall of Fame, uh, the, the Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame career, but they kicked his ass. They beat up that offensive line. You know, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, those are the two guys that started wreaking havoc. When they needed it the most in the second half of that game, they relied upon the defense. They, they just said, Matthew Stafford, go throw to Cooper Cup. Let's run the ball a little bit. Let's not screw this thing up. But let's give it to our defense. And the defense won that game. Appreciate the phone call as always, right. And the defense won that game. You're absolutely right. Jalen Hurts progressed. Love can progress. I'm not saying he can't. But the likelihood of him being a Hall of Fame quarterback, no. What you have to figure out is you got to get this defense right, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or anybody else, because you don't win a Super Bowl without a dominant defense in some way, shape, or form. You know the Packers' defense did things necessary against the Steelers to win. They did things necessary all season long against other teams to win. They were they were pick happy. They were turnover happy. That's where they won. They won that turnover battle going away. They had a really good offense, but they won that turnover battle. You look at most teams coming in to the postseason. Most teams that, when you really look at it, concentratively, you say right now who's got some of the better defenses? San Francisco's got a really good defense. Philadelphia's got a really good defense. It's a damn shame in Denver that they have they've got a horse's ass for a quarterback. It's it's a shame because they got a really good defense. They're only giving up 304 yards per game. They're giving up 17 points per game. They're second best in the National Football League, but their offense sucks. Dallas, one of the best defenses. Buffalo, one of the best defenses. Tampa Bay, one of the best defenses. New York, one of the best defenses. Philadelphia, one of the best defenses. You see what I'm saying? Washington, one of the best defenses. Tennessee, one of the best defenses. New York, Cincinnati. Kansas City, points per game, they're only giving up 22.5, puts them in the middle of the pack, but they got a really good offense on top of that, which makes them better than average. But you get what I'm saying. The teams right now that that are looking good defensively are the teams that are in the postseason. The ironic thing is, is that offensively speaking, the Vikings are pretty good, but their defense is lower third, which is ultimately probably going to cost them in the postseason. They're giving up 23.3 points per game. They're in the lower third. They give it up. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, so I completely agree with you, Gerard, if they could if if by chance Rogers moves on and they save a ton of money, and they can put that money back into the defense, give him a few weapons to make him more than serviceable, and average 23 points per game, 24 points per game, something like that, where the defense that only gives up 20, you're going to win a lot of football, you're going to be in the postseason, you're going to have a shot. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Uh, This portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our good friends over there at Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. Go to GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam.com. Dot com. Cleaning supplies, ceramics, products, whatever it happens to be. You need it, you want it, they got it. Go to getwabam.com. This is the Bill Michael
2: Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are in their bye week. Their next opponent is the Rams. On Monday night football at Lambeau Field, in about a week and a half, the Rams have signed Baker Mayfield. After the quarterback requested his release from the Carolina Panthers, the Rams have placed Matthew Stafford on IR. After it was discovered he has a spinal cord contusion, they say his season is likely over. Aaron Rodgers raised questions on whether the team wants him back next year. Matt O'Fleur was asked about if he still wants Rodgers in 2023 of course so you guys know how i feel like i have a hard time looking past the la rams right now and packers running back aaron jones has been nominated for the walter payton nfl man of the year award for his work with the boys and girls clubs of wisconsin and his yards for shoes drive that raises funds for kids footwear in schools across the state it's everything that's what i do it for uh I see the smiles on their faces and um, just to bring joy to them and uh who doesn't like a new pair of shoes? That's Packers running back Aaron Jones. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Waking up. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I want to remind you, our good friends down at Stenny, second of National Walker's Point. I am really excited; they're building that uh, the new Stenny's Lake Country is coming to uh, where the old Boomers Bar used to be out in Pewaukee, uh, which is not far from my house. I am really looking forward to that. I was just talking to uh, Ryan Stenny today, as a matter of fact, about some stuff. So I am going to have to stop over there and check out the progress. But second of National, if you are going to be going to the Bucks game tonight, go downtown. Get yourself some wings, some of the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. Get a good beverage. Then you jump on the shuttle. Take the shuttle from Stenny's to the Fi Serve. Don't worry about parking. Go on in, enjoy the game. Afterwards, come back out, same spot. Takes you right back to your car, right back at Stenny's. Maybe get a, you know, a little something to munch on after the fact. Good to go. It's that simple. There you go. That's our good friends at Stenny's, second to national Walker's Point. Good people down there. Uh 70. if you want to hit us up. Uh Watcher says the big question this offseason is this are Rogers, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Jones, will all these guys be back next year? My answer is to you no. Some will, some won't. Um I look at Bakhtiari and I would probably have to lean towards no, he will not be back they will probably figure out a way to keep Aaron Jones. He's one of the best weapons they have. You don't let him go. Um J- Elton Jenkins, yes, will probably be back. Rodgers is going to be back. I just I I don't feel it in my bones that he won't be. I have a fear. I mean, I just if I had to put money on it in Vegas right now, now I've done this before and put money and probably lost my house. But if I had to put money on it, I would say Rodgers would be back. Yes. Uh, Rodgers has stated, "It's the waffle." Here we go. Well, it's it's you know it's up to both sides and you know blah blah blah. It's just just stop. Just just shut up. Just stop with the I, I don't know. Uh, golly gee, you know it's funny because Aaron Rodgers, it, it's it's he, he got along with Brett Favre. Okay, it's not that he didn't like Brett Favre because he did, but the. He he was very. He didn't come out and say it like I don't want to be like that guy, okay. But he did a lot of things to do the counter opposite of Favre. And early on in his career, he'd say he, he he stated, you know, both on the mic and off the mic, it's like I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. I would make a final decision. I want to be, you know, emphatic. I want to be smart. I want to be sure. I want, I don't want to put the fans and the you know people through this and the organization through. But yet in the in the end. He's becoming far, man. Do we have to go through this every year starting, what, two years ago? Two off seasons ago? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be back. I've got problems. I want to do this, and I'm going to whine about that. And Some of the stuff's legitimate. Some of the stuff can be handled behind closed doors. You know, some of the stuff he's right on. Uh, But the bottom line is it's here we go. It's, it's, I don't know, Uh, golly gee, you know, come on. You know, you want to play or you don't. If you if if you're gonna play and you figure you're gonna play and you know that your pocketbook is screaming at you that you're gonna play, then just shut up. You know, say I'm gonna take some time away. I'm gonna go away at the end of the season. Go enjoy a few things. Go take a couple of weeks off. It's a long, grueling season. We didn't have a lot of success. I want to get rid of the bad taste. But I'll be back. I want to play. I'm competitive. I want to play. I feel good right now. I want to play. You know. And if you truly don't want to play, then just say it. I know it's tough because none of us want to. See. We don't. None of us know when it's time to retire. You and I never know. The difference is you and I don't have $250 million sitting in the bank. You know? Would I retire today if I had $250 million? No, I enjoy this too much. I'll know when it's time. But I'm not going to sit here every week, every time I sign off the air and go, Oh, geez, I don't know if I'm going to be back tomorrow. I, I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. Hang in there. Hang in there. Got a lot more. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show continues tonight. We're going to be at an Angry Brothers Pub down in Racine. Hope to see you down there. For the Bill Michaels, myself, Mike Clements, live and in person. Stay tuned. We got more right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast.
3: Listen, rate, subscribe.